All right, guys, welcome back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. We have a very special guest today, our first guest of 2021, and I'm very excited to introduce her and to talk to her and to open a door into her life for you. <laughs> um, but first, um, just want to say that if you are listening to us, uh, wherever you listen to us, if you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, give us a, a good rating or a review or a comment or so. It really helps new people find the show. And if you'd like to financially support us, you can go to patreon.com slash Prince, And for as low as, I don't know, like $3 a month, you could put money towards us trying to get new equipment. And we're going to try and get into live streaming and video podcasting. So all of those things would go towards making a better show for you. And now that that's out of the way, Mr. Batscheider, how are hello, you? Hello, hello. Nice to talk to you again. And I'm so hyped that we finally got our first guest of the year. You know, um, like how I, I I ask you every week, like I guess for three months now, Jordan, do you have do you have someone? Could we get could we get a guest again? And so mm -hmm. I'm super happy that we have a guest tonight. It, you know, it was crazy how that turned out because I remember us talking about that and I kept feeling like I just didn't have an option in mind. And then I kept I was asking people and texting people about if they knew someone, but it just was kind of falling flat for a few months. And then all of a sudden There's this one particular post on Instagram that I didn't expect anything from. And then we got first our guest today and we got like seven more people who seem really interesting that could work out as interesting guests. So um, so without further delay, <laughs> I would really like, I would really like, I'm very happy and very proud to introduce, this is a friend of mine, a very talented artist from Barcelona. Please welcome... Anna Pascabota. That's right, that's right. Don't forget where you come from. Exactly. <laughs> How are no, but you? We're really Oh man. Honestly, I'm really excited to finally have uh, not only just a new guest on the program, because it's been a long time. Like, this is the 57th episode. We had our last guest on the 50th. But before that, before that was a long time. Mm. We just, it just didn't line up right. So, you know, there's that excitement. But also because it's you and I haven't seen you, I feel like in, has it been two and a half years or something? I have no clue at all. I was thinking that today, like in the shower, was like, how much time? <laughs> I'm sure that it's two years because I was one year um, in residencies, so I was not in Munich. And I will say oh, okay. plus one for sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we are busy people, <laughs> Jordan. We are busy people. <laughs> You're you're very busy. I wasn't busy at all. No, <laughs> I was I was begging to be busy, and now I'm busy. But then I wasn't busy. <laughs> no, but it's it's so great. And I, I remember um, we actually had a dinner at your house with a previous guest we had on the show. Do you remember Vivi? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will not yeah, she... tell anyone why I'm laughing, but it was a really nice evening. <laughs> You're laughing because she's a very funny girl. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, I would say that we didn't great. have a piano at home. That was the the missing part because I oh yeah. right yeah so that no. would have been really cool yeah. But that was that 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 was the last like real close hang I remember having with you and and your partner and yeah yeah that was such a long time ago. But Vivi was one of our really early on guests on the show and great. she has really crazy stories. But I want to talk <laughs> about you. I want to talk about Anna. So. Can you explain kind of, well, first off, what you, what you do, like what makes you artsy fartsy a little bit for people who don't know you? When I was thinking, when I saw the first time the t- title of the podcast, like artsy fartsy, I was like, what are they talking about farts? <laughs> so <laughs> I have to say as an artist I fart too. Um, yeah. But your farts come out like in pastels <laughs> exactly. and <rainbows. laughs> like with some kind of aesthetic and concept. So I try to fart with aesthetics and concepts. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to that's, do. <laughs> that's why you're on the show. That's why you're on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um I don't know, I think all artists or or all people do art that do art are trying to create some realities. Like we are like a shaman. Like we're trying to to see the future, to control the future, to to express ourselves, but like express uh, what we are living. So um, yeah, I'm really interested on all the m- how how models or how we create as a human models or like system structures, organizations. Uh, theories to to understand the world or life and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the life is like that but I'm interested uh, on all of that so um, I do a lot of collaborations with other fields like not only with, I mean not with, in arts but outside arts like scientists or whatever like mostly with scientists and um, yeah, I, I, that helps me a lot, actually, because sometimes if you're pr- producing something or you have some idea, I realize that when I have any block, talking to people helps me quite a lot. So at the end, after so many years, I realized that is a way to work. So everyone with their feel like doesn't matter if you are like politician, uh, physicist, uh, hair dresser something doesn't matter so everyone tries to understand life and reality in his own point of view like with his own point i feel and all of that so i'm trying that too and for (laughs) sure i will never get a good answer and but i'm enjoying trying it's like yeah yeah i mean related again with farts no? You you fart and it's so nice to try, no? Because at the end, to fart? yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's what comes out. It's for me. It's like okay, it's a gas, but I will not say it's the same thing. Or is you don't do the same production as you do in the toilet. So <laughs> you know what I mean. That's I true. Mean, you, don't it's, get, it's, you, you don't get a product. Product. It's slightly different, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's nice to, to see and and to try and yeah. So, yeah. 
Well, like, can I ask what would the, sorry, there's a, there's a fly on the mic. Can I ask what the difference would be, for example, if you're doing uh, an exhibition or an art piece connected to a scientific field versus if you're doing one for a presentation, a presentation in perhaps like a, an institute, mm-hmm. you know, can you break down, you know, you say you try to build these realities in a sense, and can you explain more about what your... Yeah, how you represent these different realities for these different fields and, and, and what those experiences were like for you. I think I, I doesn't matter the, the, the presentation plays, so the art plays. It could be in an institution or not, but I have to say, yeah, I have always this scientific background or interest at the end because I have no idea about science. More as what well, I that learned makes, in the high school. That makes three of us. <laughs> Good. We can. We are a group already. <laughs> because with We're two, you are a couple. Exactly. Three is the minimum <laughs> for a group. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I I don't know. Sometimes I I read a lot. Um, I try to be open. I try to to get what what people. I try to get close to nerds let's say that that's a f- explains hobby. why you're here <laughs> exactly i think i don't know they're fascinating and for sure as a hipster nerds are the new trend but i have to say i it's it's fascinating when you meet someone who really loves what he's doing so with that it came to me that i i met different scientists that are fascinating about their job. So that makes really easy to work with them. And mostly we talk actually. So I have some interest. I found something that I have no clue at all. So I try to understand that in a way I don't do an exhibition that it's a lie. You know what I mean? Like if I'm talking about quasi crystals, that was a word that I did in 2018 uh, and I present in Kunzarkad in Munich. Um, I was working with these quasi crystals, and I had—I was not sure if I really understand what what these quasi crystals are because I know, okay, a crystal. What is a crystal? I know Swarovski. I know all of that. But I was like, what quasi? It's like fast crystal, <laughs> but not as a, as, a, like, as a... Almost? Almost, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like mm. so, so, sort of? <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, you are not the first one, but you are the third one. So yeah. <laughs> mm, you don't get in the picture. Um, yeah, so that's why I, I, I went to, to, to people in, in the university to talk with them. And with all of that conversations, the work mm-hmm. developed, and then at the end... I do my work, but it's not that I, I have never exhibit in a, in a science institution yet. It was always in art context institutions or something like that. But well, related, like, for example, with this quasi crystal, the work named, um, in German, it's, it's the title, Annäherung an eine quasi crystal. So approximation to an quasi crystal. I was interested that these quasi crystals are, they have a aperiodical structure. That means, um, they, they have a symmetry. They have a, um, a system. So it doesn't, you, you see there, like, it's not chaos at all in one dimensions, two dimensions, and third dimension. So it's, 
like, oh, it seems good to me. But the, the mm -hmm. interesting thing is when you turn this structure like in, sec in two dimensions, no? you turn this structure 90 degrees, this structure doesn't fit to the first one structure. So that's how you prove that it's a periodical. So blah, blah, blah. The thing is okay. that uh, quasi-crystals are actually crystal in a four or higher dimension. So they are perfect. They are actually a crystal. But because we live in three dimensions, we will never experiment that. So we will understand that, but we cannot experiment that. So what? Uh, so because because these crystals exist in a different realm from the one that we exist in, we'll never be able to experience them exactly. the way that they're described. Okay. Exactly. So we can describe like in first dimension with Fibonacci sequence, like this okay. uh, mm -hmm. sequence of mathematics. In second dimension was what I did with my artwork. I was I, I present a mosaic like uh, in the in the ground. Um, oh, you presented a, a mosaic on the ground. Yeah, that you can, can step can, on. Can, can I just ask first, since I, I really want to know more about what what you're what you're putting down? Um, what was the what was the design of it and the colors and how did you put it together? How long did it take? Mm -hmm. Like it takes quite a lot because I uh, at the beginning you think you will do that in a one way and at the end never works. So you have to find a plan B. So at the end, it was um, a room really big, like mostly 17, 80, 18 uh, quadrat meters yellow. Mm -hmm. And then on this yellow carpet, like it was a ca plastic carpet in yellow, really kitschig, really bumming in your eyes. I mm -hmm. put, um, how do you say in English actually? Fliesen, it's in German. Do you know that word? I have, I have uh, here um, fleas and um, ah tile, yeah tile. Oh tile, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. I put tiles on that to create this structure, and these structure are based or is based on a Penrose structure, so in a, a periodic structure. And mm -hmm. that was the way that I represent this quasi-crystal. And then as a, as a viewer, you could go inside of this room and step oh, on it. Oh, that's that. cool. So it was like in a, in a playful way, you und understand the structure of the quasi-crystal. Because you realize... Okay, so if I'm... Mm -hmm, go ahead. No, because you realize, oh, there is a symmetry. I can see it's not chaotic. It seems to me as in a bathroom with all these tiles, nice mosaics that you can mm -hmm. see. Nah? But when you step on that, you realize, oh, my steps change. So something is wrong here, but it seems quite nice and symmetrical, but it's not because it's a periodical. So um, as a viewer, you could be there and step on this room and make whatever you want. And then it was a video loop. Um, there of this, I don't know the, the name neither, but I will show you. Maybe you can help me. Okay. She's just uh, reaching on the shelf this. and grabbing. What is Do you this? Know that? It looks. It looks a bit like a like a rainbow colored dreidel. Yeah, exactly. So 
it's quite pay- uh, playful too. And, and they, this video was about this object moving and never falling. So ah, okay. for sure, okay. it was fake. But for me, it was important to have this video, to have this loop of something that everyone knows that is an addition. This is a, it's a construction of a movement because this movement could not happen in our three-dimensional or in this mosaic okay, so wait, happen. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we're, we're diving in really heavy, really early. I just want to make sure that I get something right. <laughs> so to to represent to represent this abstract description of a quasi crystal, your art installation was a mosaic made of tiles on the floor to try and represent something in our physical world that we can't see otherwise, right? Is that right? Exactly. It's like a shadow of this quasi crystal at the end because okay, okay. this quasi crystal named quasi-crystal because it's aperiodical and they and it is quasi in our reality but in a higher special like not special um spatial like space dimension mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a crystal and at the end i think i'm going to keep yeah. i'm going to keep this phrase in my head forever because <laughs> i actually know a lady named crystal and next time i see her i'm going to think like do i really know you or are you just a quasi crystal exactly <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah that's um, nice <laughs> I really love how fast we have gotten so deep in such a specific topic. <laughs> um, it was really fast. This is just this is fired but up. This, but this is awesome, and I um, it's great. And I I, I really um, can identify with this kind of approach. I work as a journalist, and I have the kind of same approach because I always had so many interests, but I never was a a super expert in, in, in one of these fields. And then I realized, okay, this job gives me the, the opportunity to hang out with those nerds and feed from their information and their approach, etc. Um, so I would be super interested, you being an artist that feeds from that, how did you get there? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's start. Let's start the, that's a great question, Mo. Like, let's start at the beginning. I want to ask you, I have some things written down. I really, cause there's a lot that I don't know about you, which is really sad because you're such a nice person. So I want to know a bit, you know, first off, you're coming from Barcelona, right? Exactly. So t- t- tell me a bit about your family life and maybe how you got interested in, in artwork. Hmm. That's interesting because when I was a child, I wanted to be a president of Catalonia. Really? Yeah, I was convinced wow. on that. Really, really. It was like, yeah, my family always, we talk quite a lot of politics and mm-hmm. also football. That's the main <laughs> subjects. And actually football like Barca and Madrid um, have a lot to sure. do with politics. So, oh, yeah, sure. and then I got to the high school and in Spain, you get like, it's not like in Germany that you have like a high school with all and then you can go to university and do whatever you want. In Spain, um, maybe they changed that. I have no idea. But at my time, you had to choose what kind of field or specialization you want. So I choose science and technology because it was the, the specialization that I could get more options after that. So I have to say oh, that, okay. um, yeah, I choose the, the high school that give me more opportunities because I was like a student, like, like, a, like a good 
in everything. It was not excellent, mm-hmm. but I was good on, on all. I, like, I didn't, like average. I was an average student as well. Yeah, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm okay. And I think, well, it's interesting. <laughs> um, if I had a problem right. with any subject, it was more related on the teacher, but not in the content itself. Because I, th- yeah, I, I really like, I thought everything is interesting. And oh, okay, okay. So if the teacher wasn't like giving the right motivation or so, like then I get that's bored. where the blame falls in a bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Then sure, I sure. get bored, and then like I remember, like some history teacher was really hard for me, um, and because it was more like learning and memorizing all the stuff, and then vomit that in the exam, and then forget it. Right. So that was quite annoying to me. But I have to say, I have fun with math and I have fun with literature and I have fun with arts. So it was like, oh, okay. So I did that as like high school on, on science. And then yeah. the last years it gets, I think at that point I choose, I want to do art. I was already doing some analog photography. Oh, okay. Um, so you started kind of like with this interest. Yeah, I had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a teenager, I did theater. I volunteer in my neighborhood with refugees things. So I, I oh, was wow. really active and also in, in traditional culture, like Catalan culture, like with dance and all of this kind of folk uh, oh, rituals. Wow. Yeah. Did you perform? Did you yeah. perform like dances? Like dances, yeah. Really, really, really crazy. Cool. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. It's it's my past, let's say. Uh, how, how old were you at that time? <laughs> I started when I was sixteen, I think. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. So you you were doing these dances and you were super active in your community and you had these kind of you were interested in everything and kind of outgoing and like passionate. And then you're choosing art. Was there, I mean, was there another artist or uh, something you saw or experienced that made you feel like this is something I, I want to start with? Or was it just like, let's go for it? I thought that maybe it was a mix of many things because in my family, there is no artist al- at all. No painters, not writers, anyone. But um, my mom was al- is always a person who give me a lot of space to be creative or or space to board like having the place to play it's really important as a child she gave you the freedom exactly so um if i wanted to try something she was okay go ahead i help you that you don't make any uh, think broke or something like that. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing that I think as a child or as a teenager, I had this, sh- this security to, to try things. Um, mm-hmm. and then my dad is really creative in a way because he's a um, pastor, like conditor. In, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think what, is, what does that mean, Mo? Condito is like like, like pastry. Yeah, pastry. Oh, cool. like fancy oh. baking. Yeah, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, conditore. Ah. Yeah, like pastry. I, cook. I just this is just a small joke. I don't mean to interrupt, but I always sure. think of this joke. I, I, I tell my German friends that, like, for those who don't know, like. Konditorei is the German word for like a like the sweets in a, in a pastry pastry in in a bakery. Blah blah blah. And whenever I see that word. I always think that it sounds Japanese. 
Oh, really? <laughs> I always think it's like, Kunditure. You know? Because <laughs> you see, like, 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 bakery is like yeah. bakery. It's so easy to understand. And then, like, Kunditure. It's just like, oh, okay. Where'd they get that? That's so nice. That's so nice. I, the only word that I know in Japanese is Tamagotchi. <laughs> Tamagotchi. <laughs> and the funny thing is I... Domo arigato. I, someone tell me, I don't know if they, they they make fun of me or not, so maybe someone here can tell me more, but they tell me, a Japanese woman tell me that chi, this tamagotchi, this chi is like the small egg. So you, Jordan, you will name Jordanichi. Jordanichi. Or you, Mo, you are... I like that. Mochi. <laughs> As a small mo. yeah, yeah, like emoji. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Oh, like emoji. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! Great. Yeah. Yeah. So my no, dad. But so so yeah. Yeah. You had this childhood with like a really supportive mom, and then no other artist. But what was your dad doing? Sorry. Um, pastry, pastry. Right, right, right. He was doing that. Exactly. So he was teaching. I, that. We talked about it so far that I forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all. Yeah. So who knows? And and I I know that in my school, all the teachers teachers expect of me that I will be a great scientist and I will do biochemistry or being a doctor or something like that. And it was a I think it was in a way a kind of revolution to say no. I'm not doing that. I can do that. Oh, like a rebellion. After. Yeah. Yeah, could be, could be. And I have to say art at that time, um, for me, was a, is a, was a time with a lot of changes because my parents get divorced and was like a lot to do in that time. So for me, in a way, it could be that art was a place where to vent, I could have to v- a space and it was all about me. Yeah. So it, to have more attention or like self-care. Uh, who yeah. know? Who know? But it was uh, nice then to to do the like all the exam access to the academy in mm-hmm. Barcelona, and I found there so nice people, crazy, like really nice people, and also people like really makes things, and it gets to me like interesting and interesting, and then. After four years in Barcelona, I moved to Paris to finish my degree there. So, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, also a big step for me, like, yeah, sure. moving around, moving there. And, but that was so a funny time. Um, for sure, a lot, I was scared a lot, but I have mm-hmm. a good support, like friends who always, it's amazing to have these kind of friends who always think that you are the best and always yeah. are, they are, they are always ready to tell you, you will do that. You will manage that. So yeah, I have, I, I always think on, on that and I'm really grateful of them because without them, with all, all these people and resources, I'm sure that I will not be in Germany. <laughs> I just want to, before we, before we jump into, um, your life in Germany, because I really like as the immigrant part of the title, that's something that interests me a lot, how you've adjusted to it and and acclimated and things. But I think something you said that was so interesting to me that I think is really common amongst creative people is that 
You said after your parents' divorce, you found sort of a free space in art. Mm-hmm. And and do you think do you think that your path would have led the same way that it that it did had they not divorced? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. For me, you see that so yeah. often with, yeah, with musicians yeah. or, or filmmakers, you know, like I, at the single end, parent with, families. Absolutely. And, I see what I see is that all the artists have a fucked up family and so much family issues. I have to say crazy. It's really common. Oh, yeah. I, I, have, I mean, I don't know. I have good artist friends. All, mostly they got to therapy or they did therapy or they're doing therapy because there's quite a lot of issues. And I think art, doesn't matter if it's a musician, writer or visual arts, is a great place to, to work on that. Yeah, to work I think it that. makes a lot of sense, like expressing things in a certain way. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's maybe more on the nose when it comes to like filmmaking or songwriting. You, ha- you have like a, a kind of story that tells your mm-hmm. part of your story in a way. And maybe it's more literal, maybe it's more figurative. But I think with artwork, too, it's really interesting to see how people kind of grow and, and design things just just from their hands. Mm hmm. You know, that can represent something that they want to say for the installation or even for something that they want to say about themselves. And that's, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking. Yeah. You have to be also a lot of, uh, you have to be quite brave because not everyone uh, is able to confront all of that things. It's never easy. I don't say, I I wouldn't. I mean, with that, I, I don't mean that artists are better persons. That's 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 a, that's a lie. <laughs> I, know, I mean, our show is about artists, so I think we can have a, an opinion. <laughs> no, but in a way, it's brave. It's quite brave. Um, sure. For me, because um, and also. You can try, but then if I see how many years you are trying and trying, it's like wow, wow. Because the perseverance is brave for sure. Exactly. Yeah, you have to with all this uh, economic and system and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you were going to you were going to university, and was that when you won your first award for your artwork? No, that time was the economical crisis. It was, Barcelona was fucked up. Spain was fucked up. All the South uh, Europe was fucked up. So I get quite uh, political at that time. So I went to demonstrations. I slept in the street protesting. And that was a really important time for me because I remember in the university teachers telling us, doesn't matter, I mean... They, they tell us you will not be able to be an artist. So enjoy the time now. And wow, that, that's still wow. there for me because, yeah, um, the politicians in Spain tell us, uh, or our generation, that we will not have future. And they tell us that in TV. So I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so... And I saw quite a lot of existential problems. And I was sure yeah. that a lot of my family issues was related of how fucked up was the system. So our... Well, that's so crazy, just for a second, because yeah. um, like the financial crisis, yeah. like 
growing up and living in southern Germany, mm -hmm. you didn't really experience that at all. That's true. That's true. Like, probably yeah. only if you have your own business and you are, I don't know, connected to, to uh, you, you do business in southern Europe, etc. But you, you didn't experience that financial crisis here. You would read it in the news, like w where you see the effects, but you would not experience them on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I mean, I was not in South Germany, uh, but um, that's true because when COVID came or when, when COVID started, I was so, so scared. Uh, I, and I freaked out and I was with my boyfriend. My boyfriend is from Munich and he was also scared oh, in a way. You had Wait, wait, you had a thing for a German guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's interesting to hear that. I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah. He was also quite scared, but not so scared as I was. And it was interesting to, to realize that um, all this trauma from this economical crisis in 2008, 10, uh, came again, came alive as a, as a ghost. In a way, I was like freaking out. I was thinking like, oh, no, no. I was not so worried about the virus because I was like, I have, I think science will find a solution there. But I was so worried right. to again live all this crisis consequences. And yeah, so now it's better. But it's true that I was never, I, I thought that it was that this crisis in 2010 was in all Europe, more or less. But then when, when COVID came and German people were okay, they, they, they didn't react like I was reacting. They, they are afraid, but not in the same point. Because for sure, I, I remember so many people losing their homes, losing their the places. Right. Yeah. And seeing also in my neighborhood how people decide to take them, to take the life himself, like suicide. And that was there in front of me and, and being 20. And I was like, what? That's crazy. That's so crazy. Uh, so for me, it was okay. I will not be an artist, but I have to do another thing. So that's, that was an interesting, nice time, really emotional um, do you think if you hadn't become an artist now that you would you would be like seriously devoted only to political activism? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's it's a good question because as a child, I I really believe that I will be a president. <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, but uh, but then I realized, oh no, that's not a good job at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's I, a difficult I, job for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I'm. I don't do political art. Like there is some people who take that as a, as a subject on his art production. Production. I'm. I think right. I'm not that kind of artist. But that doesn't mean that I'm not political. I'm criticize a lot of things. Um, right. It's just. It's just not your main emphasis with your artwork. Yeah. Because at the. I think. I I produce artworks about things that are interesting on that. And all is related. We are part of the system, so all is related on these political issues. And 
technological issues. So we, we are part of a, of a system like with a lot of knots and intersections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm trying as a, as a human being or as an artist to live inside of this mess as everyone. But I think being a politician, I am having these issues right now because uh, in this Sunday we will have to vote in Catalonia. So we will have a new parliament. And I was okay. having struggle to decide who I will vote. <laughs> can you explain, like for people who don't know anything about the Catalonian mm-hmm. political system, can you break down a little bit about why you were having a tough choice and what they represent? Um, I having a bad, uh, different, I have my issues because I will, all, I, I will, was always voting left parties, but in in Catalonia or in Spain, you have quite a lot of parties on left, so it's quite fragmented. And in the right, there are like two or three mostly, and so they are quite strong because they are less. But yeah. in, in the in the left, you have quite a lot, so it's difficult to to. Um, to choose one of them. And I had, right now I have the feeling that the left, the left parties, they're always arguing with and discussing uh, in, between them. And that's, right. that makes, that makes all really sad. Um, but it's interesting that like, um, maybe we'll, we'll not talk about uh, Catalonia independence movement and all of that, but being in, uh, per, like a Catalan person in Germany, um, it's interesting to say that Spain has not the same structure as Germany, but in the medias, a lot of people, especially in Munich or, yeah, te- make the, the analogies or the comparison between Bavarian, Bavarian and Catalonia because Bavarian. Really? They has, compare them? They compare them in a way because they say that Catalonia is a rich region. It's rich mm. for sure, but Madrid too and Basque too. So we're not the richest region. Okay. That's uh, not true, 100% true. Um, and also because we have our own culture, that's also something in Bavaria really important. And we have a, a, a different language. That's again, not right. a thing. So for sure, we have a lot of dialects. Like in Mallorca, they talk Catalan, but in a really nice uh, dialect. And Valencia, mm-hmm. they talk also Catalan. So it's, um, well, so that's, that's important thing because Spain is not a federal state. So we have autonomies. That means that not every region have the, well, we are not federal states. It's not like USA. It's not like Germany. And I had the feeling being here in Germany that not everyone knows that, that everyone think, ah, yeah, all the countries goes like it's a federal state, but not like French. Don't and no. Spain, mm-hmm. not neither. But Catalans or Catalan politicians or the last years or with all this kind of Catalonia independence was about being federal. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that could be something important if um, someone have no clue about Spanish structures and all of that. So, you know, in uh, in America, you know, we just keep it real simple. You know, we got we got someone over on left, 
and you got somebody over there on the right. You know, you just gotta pick and at the one end of, of them. They they're both on the right side if you look. I mean, you know, you just, <laughs> just you know, you just pick one of them and you just you know, go to work. Yeah, but you don't trust your population enough to to vote by themselves. Hell no! Popular vote. That's too liberal. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's cool to get like an insight into your, you know, your political activism. And it seems that you are definitely extremely, you know, educated about this and passionate about it. And it's really, it's really cool to see that because I didn't even know in that side of you for the longest time that that was such a big part of your life, but it definitely seems to be. And you know what I really also want to, to know like even more about kind of is, you know, since you, you, you heard or you expressed that people compare Catalonia to Bavaria, you know, can you talk a little bit about your first year in Germany and, and oh, yeah. what that was like for you as a foreigner? And, and you know, we're going to talk about, I want to talk to you about adjusting to the culture and the language. And That everything. year was crazy, really crazy. So I was What year was it? Wow, it was 2012 or 13. I'm not sure anymore. I think 13 because I moved in 12. Yeah. So I, I was in Paris at that time and I went to Barcelona to make paper things and mm-hmm. make a bigger bag. And then I moved to Munich and the first year was really hard because I had no clue in German. I could not Same, speak yeah. <laughs> any word. I was like, ooh, ooh. And I was here in, like in this clean state. Like if you never are in Munich, you will be so surprised how clean this city is and how many yes. expensive cars you can see in front of your door. <laughs> it's like, what? You feel like in a shop. BMW, BMW, Mercedes, Mercedes BMW. <laughs> Audi. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so it true. seems like a, like a lollipop uh, country in a way. Like, okay. <laughs> I like that term. <laughs> it's like all happy, all clean. It was like, right. wow. So the first year I mostly didn't, didn't pay any underground tickets because I had not so much money. So I had the same issue. <laughs> so expensive my god so six, for those who don't for those who don't know when you when you take the subway in munich illegally mm-hmm. meaning you don't buy a ticket it's called schwarzfahren like <laughs> like riding black like riding under the table and it's 60 euros right on the spot i mean they they have these secret people and these civilian clothing and they just pull you over and they ask you for your ticket and if you don't have it they walk off the train with you at the very next stop and you're busted exactly but i don't know how it was with you for you jordan but in my german courses i learned quite a lot how to deal with these kind of underground things so do tell <laughs> so um the fact is if you have uh so you you got um this Schwarzfahren, you got this, this busman like this. You have to pay at the end, no? And, but they ask you, they send you this, this, um, paper to, to like this money to pay, um, by post. Like you can pay that at the moment, but if you say, I don't have enough money, they will send it to you that you can pay that in a week or something like that. Right. The good thing is if you have, if you give, a Spanish address 
or um, Italian or Czech Republic or it doesn't matter. This, this paper will never come at home. So for sure, I was, all, I, I was living in Munich, but um, I never gave them this address. So that was one, st- one, one strategy that I learned from a Croatian woman in my German course. And the, uh, and the other one, this, this strategy was from an Indian guy in German course. This was quite special for, for art, visual artists or like people who like to do things with paper, let's say. So you, you got your, your um, here in Munich, if you buy like a multi-ticket, you have always to, to, yeah, to stamp pay, it. stamp it right. with the same paper. No? But if you take glue, but this, this solid glue that you use in the school, you put it like there in the paper and then you stamped. And when after you stamped all, you take this glue off and you can stamp again. Oh, now that so is doing, some sneaky, yeah. sneaky shit right there. <laughs> so you're doing there like an invisible second uh, stem ticket? It's funny that the, the guys who, who pull the ticket wouldn't think like, is this laminated? <laughs> I just I just want the card to look professional. What's the problem? I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a very careful writer, and I want to take care of my ticket. Don't you? Exactly, exactly. So you you have to take also this ticket from your shoe or something that they they see. Oh, he's this guy is a mess. So because oh. normally <laughs> uh, they will have a look. Oh, That's this good. looks shitty. So no. <laughs> That's you not know what, cheating, the, it's just technical. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first times that I got busted, I moved in like at the end of 2015, and I think it was early 2016 or so I got busted, uh, uh, more or less because I just wasn't paying attention and got lazy with it. Because, you know, because in New Orleans, you know, there's nothing like this. So I just, it was the first time I had to get used to it. Oh. And I thought, you know, like, screw it, I'm not going to do it. Anyway, I had to do it, and I got busted. And I really tried to play the game of like, oh, I'm so sorry. Sure. I'm just visit. Like, I, I was like, uh, do, I'm you, a do you speak English? I'm so sorry. I'm just visiting a friend and they didn't tell me. And there was only one time <laughs> that that was kind of okay. I think in the end, they still sent me something, but... <laughs> but I kept trying to trick them and I kept getting busted. I'm Aww. such a bad spy. I would never, ever fly in like a James Bond movie. I would be the guy who dies in the first 10 minutes who sends a message to the rest of the community like, well, you know, they killed one of our guys, so we have to go infiltrate. <laughs> Just a bad, bad ass. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Just a bad, fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so the first year was really interesting. I, I did only German courses in the morning, like really intensive courses. And in the afternoon, I was I started to teach Spanish to make some money, but also oh, that's a good idea. without contract. So that was also a funny thing because I was outside of the system. But hmm, I had no idea. So that was a nice time. And then I started... I apply for the academy because, okay, I had already my degree, but here in Germany, you can study for free or you have right. to pay the taxes. That's nothing. If I compare, it's I mean, nothing. for sure, Barcelona, it's not England or USA, but it's still money. I mean, 
I remember my years in Barcelona was quite a lot of money that I had to find some kind of scholarships and working at the same time. So when I... And yeah. I was going to say, if you compare what you paid uh, to go to school in Barcelona, can you, if, if you feel comfortable saying sure. it, can you say what you paid for a semester in Germany? I th so I was paying, I think, 1400 for a year. So it's okay. 1400 For a year. For a year. I oh think God. so, more or less. So it's comparing to USA and in England, it's nothing. And... And I don't know how, I mean, with Bologna, because I was the last year before all of this Bologna system stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I know that now it's quite fucked up and it's not so cool anymore. But at that time when I was studying, you had quite a lot of ways to manage this kind of money because you could, I was working in the university, like in an art department and mm -hmm. in the library and different places. And then if you got like a one, like a A, like the best note in your class, you got this credit for free. So that, so you oh. have to be a Klugscheisser. You have to be, be like the, 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 the better one uh, to, <laughs> for, for, save, for saving money at the end. So quite stressful system, but okay, that was a way. And here in Germany, I remember that you pay for a year 400 maybe because every semester is like 200 something, isn't it more? Yeah, but it's but you, you you don't pay anything for the actual studies. You just pay for Texas. I don't know all of the paper you get exactly. and and all the all the organization infrastructure. Yeah, and you get this this uh, um, underground and bus ticket. So you yeah. can use on the weekend, on the weekend, you can use for free all the public services and also between, I think between 20, like 9 p.m. until 6 a.m. or something yeah. like that. So that was good thing also to combine all my tricks and being in university. So in the weekend, I was like, oh, calm, finally, <laughs> I can rest. <laughs> Well, it's like, how long were you in Germany before you applied to the university? I was half a year. So I came in so, April, yeah, and I started were, in October. Were you not nervous about applying to a university without being fluent in the language? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But in, on the art academy, hmm, depending on the teacher, our art teacher, because you make it's if you apply in the art academy, you are applying for a class. So you are applying for a teacher. Um, that means that it has more to do with with a job interview in a way. So you go there and you present your work and your person, and they say okay, yes or not. So um, it's true that you need the B one, but they don't say at the beginning. So you can start and then at okay. the end you have to have a b1 that's true and so when i was already in paris uh, because my boyfriend was already in munich and i did some interviews and i was looking between munich and berlin like in mm -hmm. some teachers uh, on the art academy and yeah. and then i decided when i was sure that 
one teacher here in Munich will accept me. I mean, I, I got quite lucky because two teachers accept me here in Munich and other in Berlin, like in UDK. Mm, but I decided this one here in Munich. And I was quite afraid because I know that the class itself was quite philosophical and conceptual. And uh, at that time, when I started, was only one woman from Taiwan and another one from Korean. But both of them, they mm -hmm. spoke really well German. So we're like, okay. oh, fuck. So I, I, I was in the <laughs> class. Okay, they are talking about, I don't know, Foucault, something. But I have no clue what that they say about that. So, oh man, yeah, uh, I know that feeling. it was hard. It was hard, but so that was my strategy was okay. I'm moving on April and until October, I do my German course. And mm -hmm. that was hard time because yeah, getting German so fast was sometimes I was not sure that it was the best, best idea, but then I started university and I had no clue what the people talk about. No idea. That's true. But the oh, next man. year, um, I got better and better. And right now I'm feeling better in German as in English. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. That's crazy because your English is amazing. So, I mean, are you at a technical like C1 now or C2? In German, C1. I wow. stopped then. Then I That's thought, amazing. okay, I don't have to be make a PhD. No, <laughs> no, thank you. You can you can be really proud. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm at that B1. I'm I'm circulating around that B1 over and over and over, like always trying to relive it and refresh on it. It's a hard it. point that B1. It's it B1 was, is really yeah. yeah. I thought I I had the same feeling, and as a Spanish teacher, I had the same feeling with my students like German students that they got really good until B1 and that point it's like oh it hurts hurts your balls really, it, yeah. <laughs> really. Like, yeah, and so I have true. no balls it's but. kind of like <laughs> you do though because you, you did this so quickly and so well but like it's just you know B1 for those who don't know I mean we've talked about it so much on the show in the past but you know, it's just like you do levels of language, A1, A2, B1, B2. And then the higher you are into C2, the more fluent you are in that language. And B1 is just, you know, it's like that first major peak on the mountain climb. Like the first, you know, few hours of the trail are completely fine and you feel hydrated and you feel motivated and everything looks nice. And then you get to B1 and it gets really cold, really fast and you're really thirsty, and you ran out of water, and you got blisters on your feet, and it's really, really hard to just cross it, because finally, when you cross it into C, from what I've heard from other people, it's not as difficult. It's more of a plateau. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I had the same feeling when I was preparing for the C1 exam. It was not the same. It was more about forms, vocabulary... A pronunciation stuff, but it was not anymore trying to understand the language structures and all of mm. like getting the structure inside of you. It was it's yeah. it's another thing. So yeah, I cross the fingers for you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, if everyone uh, need to learn German, I think that helps me quite a lot because. Uh, a lot of teachers say, yeah, read things. No? 
And I was like buying these big newspapers because in Germany, the newspapers are like XXL. How could be that? I mean, in Spain are big, but not so big. And I was in USA and I thought, okay, there we'll have XXL because in USA, it seems like all XXL. Everything's not, XXL. But not the newspaper. <laughs> Germans have bigger newspapers. And, and so I bought one and it was like no images at all. All tags, really small, like eight, ten points letters. I'm like, what the fuck? But I bought, I found a great magazine to everyone who's learning German or any other language. Like it exists also for French, Spanish, Italian and English named Deutsch Perfect. Do you know that, Jordan? I'm sure that I've seen this somewhere, but I don't, uh, I can't picture it in my head right now. I can, I can, I have all the, the, these magazines from 2016 and 17 or, so I can borrow you because you, you sure. got this magazine in different levels and it's easier. It's, it's easier. So that helps me a lot. Do you know this podcast called, uh, I think it's a podcast called Slow German? No. That's one that I hear about a lot right now. I'm, I'm so I, la, last year and the year before I worked at this uh, Grundschule with mm -hmm. you. Like it was an international school, like all these people from all around the world. And the biggest thing that I heard the most about for learning German was this podcast from a lady. She's a German lady, and basically it's really straightforward. She just picks a topic, or she picks um, like a passage from a book or something, and she just reads it very slowly Crazy. and that way you can hear all the pronunciation you can understand like where the words separate you know because a lot of the time yeah. when people speak quickly the hard part is hearing like was that one huge word well, germans that make four? huge huge words and german germans have big newspapers and big, big. words <laughs> Oh, hey guys, let me let me just take like a like a two minute break here. We can keep going, but I just want to use the bathroom and get some more water. <laughs> Great. All right, we'll just keep everything rolling. Just keep everything rolling. Out. Okay, so I then stop my um, and just, just let it go. Yeah, Great. just let it go. Good. Mm. No, how how do you know Jordan? Um, like I kind of know. New Ify slash Ify's family ah, nice. since I was young because we we come from the, the the same village, and in 2014 or 15, Jordan played an an open air gig there and needed a bassist, and ah. so somehow, <laughs> um, nice. he came across me and we played the show together and since then, um. I don't know. This 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 friendship developed pretty weirdly because um, we had we had points where we had more contact than less, and then points where we kind of only connected over this um, this thing we do at the radio station and this podcast, and then we started to play music again together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now we're here. <laughs> Great, nice. And you're a journalist. Are are you a freelancer or? Um, no, like I'm, at the moment I'm, I'm doing, I don't know if you, if you notice a voluntariat. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so you finish like, your studies and now you're do, getting some experience. Yeah, exactly. Like this kind of traineeship thing. Sure. And, and where? Um, at 94.5, like the station that also 
publishes this podcast. So this is like this is like one of my my projects I do there, and I can experiment with. Great. Yeah, that is awesome because I could bring that in because we we do this longer than I I, I do my voluntariat, um, and so it was it, for for me it was is what is this crazy moment like okay I can do something I already did before but now I get paid for it. Great. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Oh, that sounds good. Crazy. No. So you live in Munich. Yes. Okay. Okay. Nice. 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 Cool. And how do you guys know know each other? Um, Jordan was working in Malefit. I don't know if mm -hmm. you yeah you know that in coffee. Yeah. So Ilan, my boyfriend, was also working there, and I was always mostly the time drinking coffee there. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, Makes sense. yeah, exactly. And 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 Jordan Jordan is so crazy, guys. So I every time that I know that Ilan was working with him, I was there. Like, okay, <laughs> drinking my coffee. I remember I was always ordering a Berliner coffee and, mm -hmm. and also like a pain au chocolat. They had so great pain au chocolat. Oh, and, from Malefits. Oh, yeah. And that time was so nice. And I remember I came yeah. always the two hours left shift from you and Ilan. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, you close and you put so amazing music. And I was there like drinking coffee and getting fun because, yeah, I mean, Jordan, you're so crazy. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> like, crazy. telling jokes. Yeah, I, I don't know. When I, yeah, I, you, maybe you don't realize that, but you're so funny. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, funny, I like. Yeah. Crazy, I'm never sure which way they mean. <laughs> no, no, good crazy. Good good crazy, like good nerd. Good crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll I take mean, it. I remember all the cleaning moment, no? Cleaning moment in Malefit oh, and coffee. That and was it was so much so fun. Much fun. I, I could not realize, like, wow. And that was because you, because Ilan never had fun cleaning. And he puts music and he tries his best, but. I think he needs you. <laughs> oh, man. You know, that was like the best, that was the best uh, gastronomy job that I ever had. It was really nice. Yeah. It was amazing. Cool. The, the best food and the best coworkers and the greatest atmosphere and really good pay and just a general understanding and helpfulness and I, mean, I love you, that you job. Had to, I mean, I wasn't, I never worked that there, but you had some stressful times that's true but it towards was the okay, end it was more or? stressful yeah yeah well towards the end like because peter the guy yeah. who owned the place you know he 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 wasn't very communicative about his plans for the place he sold that's the true. place and then told us we had like oh yeah that was quite six a lot months. of drama yeah that's that was true. stressful for sure but that i'd say like from 2017 or 2000 like late 2016 maybe to late 2017 whatever that first year was was the best time at that job <laughs> just because, you know, like Elon is so great to work with. And, you know, we were there with Jake yeah. and the whole, uh, and how like was Regina, the, the manager. Yeah, Regina. Yeah. Everyone was so great. And, you know, the coffee, you know, I got really into that coffee culture and was always, I would go there really early, like half an hour. I would go to my own job <laughs> half an hour earlier than I have to. Who does that? And I would go no there one. really early, like 6 a.m. or something. Crazy. And, you know, keep all the lights off and just put on like a really smooth Andy Shelf yeah, record. Yeah, and I discovered just, them because uh, of you. 
We that went to that concert, yeah, right? Yeah, we got to Lucas concert. Yeah, wow, that was oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, that, that, that was great from this job because I, yeah. I, I, I think it was so much new music inputs because of you, and that was well, great. Jake was also a big part yeah, of that. Yeah, Jake, Jake yeah, that, is always but showing both the you, music. I mean, were so good. <laughs> that was such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was that what you guys were talking about on the break? Was how we knew each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I still have your, I think it's your playlist, like 20 Wishes. What's uh, do, do you mean like the 12 songs for 12 friends album? No, you did. No, I remember. Yeah, that's for sure. But I think you did the playlist on Spotify. And I remember, I think it was from you. Yeah. 20 I was, Wishes. I don't remember or, that. Maybe it was another, like, hmm, well, um, who knows? No, 80 tunes. What does it do? No, or one for 19? Oh, I don't remember. Well, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, but not to, uh, not to, like, plug myself too much in this episode about you but uh did you like uh, because this is really new for me but did you know that i have a new i have my own radio show now at Ego absolutely FM? Ego FM. Oh. i was like what i could not <laughs> hear that uh, on sunday because i was actually working with my with the program I, i'm developing an artificial intelligence so i was having my meeting on the morning Oh. And so I miss it, but I'm looking for uh, this Sunday. That's that's, oh, that's a so big cool. Step. That's so nice. Uh, Jordan, really? I have to say, the last couple of months were so lucky and so great for me. I mean, you heard the episode where I was talking about health yeah. insurance and stuff. But the whole reason for that, the reason for that drama was because I had great news, which is actually, one, the radio show at Ego FM every Sunday from 10 to 1. Yeah. <laughs> but then also... You know, Mo here, like, we're really close friends. We've done this podcast for over a year now. And he recently helped me get a different job at this station, M94.5. Great. Because they're setting up some new some new production. I'm not sure if I can talk about it yet, but I'm basically helping them do that. And we just signed, like, a little uh, mm-hmm. paper together. But I'm really, that's so cool to, like, work a- alongside my friend and be in the same place where we can produce the podcast. Uh, usually, there's studios there. We just can't go there right now. Amazing. But, um, and Ego as well. So, I, I'm so happy with And that it's right a now. big, big place. I mean. Ego FM? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's... crazy, it's a crazy studio. And they have, like, Mo, I don't know if you know this. You, I mean, you probably do know this way better than I do, but they're in, like, three major cities and i think they're also coming to lisbon or something oh wow so I like know. i know they are in like four or five cities in southern germany okay like okay. munich stuttgart etc like those kind of cities but i haven't heard that they do anything international but you you also gotta see this is only where they got the frequency for like regular ukw radio right but i all, as far as I know, they are also pretty successful with their apps, etc. Yeah, I just got their app. I, I didn't even know they had one until like the day before my show came and out. Those and those are I was great. Just I know <laughs> so many people out of the Munich and those cities where they air that use this app because besides the regular radio stream, they also kind of curate like music-only streams in five different genres or something and different moods, etc., which are yeah. pretty nice. 
Yeah, it's super cool. They like as soon as you open the app, they have all their major playlists, and then you can go to um, like previous shows that they've had. They have some shorter programs, like one hour, kind of like this, roughly, and you can check out podcasts and shows. Like my friend Sandra has a really popular show from Ego called Chelsea Hotel, mm-hmm. and she interviews really famous bands, and it's a very cool show. Unfortunately, I can't listen to everything because it is German. So it's a lot of effort for me to, to listen through it, but she's really intelligent and a great interviewer. And that, that shows super cool. Oh, that's so um, nice. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm really happy about that. Um, but back to, I want to talk about Anna. So back to Anna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you've been in Germany since around 2013. That's around, I mean, it's almost eight years yeah. depending on when you came. I mean, do you, have a lot of homesickness anymore or do you travel home enough to where that doesn't matter i have a lot of homesickness since corona yeah since covid since corona oh yeah yeah because before barcelona it's so close so i used to fly quite a lot i was feeling guilty because i was taking the plane quite a lot maybe um but yeah i know that i will be able to be there in two hours three hours more or less and that makes yeah. me feel quite well or makes easy to be in Germany because it was so close. Um, yeah. But now since Corona, it's getting harder. And yeah, let's see. Let's see. So. Hmm. <laughs> What's your day-to-day life like right now since the lockdown? Since right now, I'm, I'm quite lucky, I have to say. So I'm having my struggles, things, but I'm having a good life still, Corona, let's say. Because I have my own studio. Um, it's quite, it's not so close to my home. So it's in north of Munich and I live in south of Munich. So it takes me 50 minutes by bike. Mm, because I don't want to take the underground. So it takes quite a lot. And then I'm exhausting and sweaty and blah. But (laughs) yeah, and and when it's winter, I'm still from Barcelona. When it's winter or rainy, I don't want to go outside. It's like, that's so a German thing that any German can call you and say, let's do a walk, but it's raining. Let's do a walk. It's raining and I go outside and it's raining and you see the little child there playing and it's yeah. raining and they're wearing with this kind of um, Michelin. Like super logo. coats. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, well, um, I'm getting, yeah, that's a hard thing. So, yeah, but I have my studio so I can work there so I don't have to be 24 hours at home and that's a good thing uh, that I can change um, but because I don't want to take the underground then it takes me quite a lot of time but bike sure. but it's okay and last year it was a hard year because a lot of plans that I had I had two solo exhibitions like my mm-hmm. first solo exhibition and then my second solo exhibition got cancelled or got like moved um Mm -hmm. and that was uh, that was not so easy um because one of them one of this show got moved or got cancelled like the day before i was planning to to build exhibition so i had already all prepared and all packed and like 
what? No, please. But <laughs> I have to say right now, I'm happy that they moved that because I'm having two exhibitions these years. And this year, this year, it's quite hard for everyone. And especially, I think, if you want to show something, you have to compete between the exhibitions that like old present or, or no, like the exhibitions that had to be in 2020 and the exhibition right. from 2021. So, but the walls are the same and the places are the same. So, and the competition, it's quite strong. So, and you have this kind of delay from two contemporaneities or presence. So, um, I'm happy that I have these two exhibitions. Uh, for mm -hmm. this year, one is in Kempton in Aragoy. Right. That's so right. So nice. I got the prize last year. So, and the prize was money and this exhibition. Oh so we're like, <laughs> yeah, because then I, without. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. With that, that's why I, I was feeling quite lucky with, uh, okay, still COVID or Corona, but I got this prize and that helped me like to live at the end. And, and then I'm having in September another exhibition in Lemgo that's close to Bielefeld, where I was doing an art residency for a year. So COVID oh, okay. Okay. came when I was there. And yeah, so I have these two, two exhibitions that will come. And last year I got like different scholarships for projects and I got also from DAD, this Deutsche Akademische Austauschdienst. Like it's a good institution if you are like German student that you want to go outside or if you live outside of Germany and you want to come to Germany, doesn't matter if you are an artist or whatever. So it's, yeah. it's a nice institution and they, they give me a research grant for Vienna. Uh, so I ah, was, okay. uh, for me last year was like quite a lot of moving between, uh, Lemgo there in, um, close to Bielefeld, like Vienna and Munich. So it was quite crazy with COVID and all of that, but it's still, yeah. I get, I, I got some money, uh, uh, that allows me to, to be able to make my research and my art projects mm -hmm. and so on. And Another thing that I did, and it's like a pity because I had no a big presentation of that. It was a book mm -hmm. named Stickers. And I want to ask you about yeah, stickers. Yeah, that's so, I mean, I, I got a lot of fun doing stickers. So can you, can you explain, can you explain uh, like what stickers is and how it came to you? Sure. Um, when I was doing my diploma, um, I, it came to me this, this, this idea and I thought that, oh yeah, I, I will do that. And at the end I saw that it has, it, it, it will be a bigger project. So when, when I was in Lemgo and uh, doing this residency, I got some kind of funding and from different points that allowed me to produce this book with um, yeah. book house named Bomdia books in Berlin. They're really mm -hmm. crazy people, uh, but in good sense, <laughs> really nice. Um, it's, it's a small book house, but they're producing all with so much love. 
So yeah. um, I write them and I told them my idea. So my idea was that I was, um, I got a scholarship to produce my first book as a emerging artist. And, yeah. and my, my, my interest at that time was, um, how, so the idea how objects or spaces can exist in two states as objects or spaces themselves and yeah. as an image of them. So if I have the image of Paris, I have the image of Paris, but I have also the city Paris and how these logics are related. So um, with this idea, I wanted to take my works and mm -hmm. um, produce this book with this idea, but with my works and Stickers is a, is a way itself as a genre, genre uh, of artist books. Like you, you have ah. artist books that explicitly uh, devoted to a technique like painting, sculpture, photography. And I wanted to do another oh, okay. category, stickers category. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> I works with so much different techniques and everyone, when, when, when you meet someone new, for sure, you try to categorize the people to to get closer, to understand right. what... People like labels, they want to be able sure. to identify like, it. What kind yeah. of people are you? And, 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 and you need to classify <laughs> to understand what is going on there, what I'm looking on. So I, because of my art practices, as I said at the beginning, I, I'm interested in models and organization systems and all of that. These categories is uh, our uh, uh, system. So I took stickers as a category to classify my works that actually are in various techniques. And um, yeah, so you got, I had, um, for sure in the podcast, you cannot see it, but it's, it's, <laughs> um, it's a book with, with stickers of my works. And that's so nice. You, it looks so cool. I will send you one. And if everyone... Oh, that'd be so sweet. If yeah, some, we can post about it on the, on the, sure. on the I channel. Sure. I will happy. I will be really happy. So you, at the end, you've got one, one receive book, like fully overflowing with stickers waiting to be stuck on. It's bursting with stickers. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely jam-packed with stickers. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and everyone designed his own book according to one's own idea. Um, mm -hmm. So at the end, every book is a unique edition. And, mm -hmm. and the, the other thing is there is no text. So um, every artwork, sponsor logos, ESPN, barcode, Everything is a sticker. Um, so wow. all is ab about like reading images. And yeah, these kind of stickers, I was always fascinated on the stickers, but they, because they give uh, the image a certain autonomy in a way. So right. the, the viewer takes the image as an object and, and, the book at the end is like about the interaction between a book and image and, and how, how we interact with the reality and, and perception at the end is an act of interaction with reality.
So that's amazing. Yeah. So you got the book, and some of them. So so some of the stickers are already stuck it, but you finished the book. So uh, you were in a way a kind of co-author or curator or also like a curator and collector in a way. So yeah. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. That's that's really cool. <laughs> I think I think I have just um I have one more short two-part question for you. Great. What would you say so far has been your favorite or most crowning, most rewarding achievement in in your very long list of incredible awards and acclimates? What has been your, your favorite achievement just for yourself and as an immigrant, your biggest obstacle? Hmm. Achievement. Um... I'm feeling right now that I'm trying to get my achievement. Like you're still not not quite at your what you think will be your best achievement. Yet. Yeah, I'm 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 working on that. I think with this uh, artificial intelligence. Yes, project. I want to talk about that. Yeah, I think I that will, when when it finishes, it will be because with this project, I got two scholarships or two grants, one from Barcelona and the other from Munich. This one from Barcelona is from La Capella Museum. It's a great institution for contemporary artists that I, I always was looking to get inside, let's say. So in a way, mm -hmm. it was already a big achievement for me. And also mm -hmm. uh, this grant from, from the municipality in Munich, that was amazing. And they already support me with this project, but this project is going on. But so that's why it's, I think that, that both of that grants are an achievement, but related to a project that I'm still doing. And so... Mm -hmm. My project was like really short. It, what I'm trying to do is an artificial intelligence that do with, so like as a neural network that um, with data, weather data and weather sayings mm -hmm. produce new weather sayings in German and in Catalan. Can you... Can you explain that in the most, like you're explaining to a five-year-old just one more time? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this artificial intelligence, um, mm -hmm. learn is this, yeah, so Tensi, this is the name of, of the artificial intelligence. She or he is learning with weather data, like cloudy, mm -hmm. sunny, whatever. And also mm -hmm. with weather sayings or weather proverbs to mm -hmm. create new weather sayings. Like predictions. Exactly. Or... Like interpreting uh -huh. also the weather. So, you know, in, 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 I, I, I looked on Google today, like in English, because I'm doing that in German and in Catalan, but in, 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 in English, you have some nice, like, When the ass begins to gray, surly rain will come the day. Or rain before seven, clear before 11. This kind of <laughs> saying. Oh, okay. So I'm working with that uh, weather sayings because, or this 
yeah, these rules, they, they are quite a rules that represent an infrastructure in language. In a one way, it's a cultural heritage of a changing landscape, but also right. illustrate the mechanism how we develop uh, to gain a sense of control over future uncertainties or weather. So this mm -hmm. artificial intelligence feeds or take all of this data information from weather and mm -hmm. all of these um, weather sayings heritage in German and in Catalan to create a new one. And it's a big oh, project cool. because I'm, I'm th the, the, the thing that how we are, um, how we difference between artificial intelligence and human being still being creative. And what is that? Right. So um, this capacity to, or ability to, to failure, strolling, discovery, that's the difference. So I'm trying to, with this programmer, um, Amadeus Lederne, really great mm -hmm. guy. We're trying to, to do that with uh, this artificial intelligence. And mm -hmm. let's see what's happened. So it has quite a lot to do with senses. What kind of senses can have a artificial intelligence? Also common sense. What is a common sense for... Uh, AI, For AI, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's a big thing. And I think that is right now an achievement that I'm having. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think that's really cool. Thank and you. I think that does make sense that that would be like seeing your tra trajectory so far, that that would be your, your crowning achievement thus far. Yeah. And it was great that I got this support because without that... Yeah. Gets um and the second question was um what was your biggest the obstacle thing? as an immigrant? Uh, I think getting to know the structure, the system in the country. That it, the that, German the German system like the social system. Yeah, and, and and culture and all of that, like that's that's a hard obstacle. I, at the end it's it's like every every country has one and you have to get know right. that but at the beginning i think it's not it makes not so much fun it's more about an obstacle because it's, it's a lot hard. of learning exactly exactly yeah yeah and the words entschuldigung yeah. that was a big <laughs> obstacle my god i remember it was the second german class <laughs> and the teacher write this word in the in the wall and i was like what is that and it took me 10 minutes to understand that that means sorry. <laughs> it was that so word, crazy. Wait, like the definition of the word was what was the problem or was it pronunciation? All. It was all. All. It <laughs> was like I was stunning how big was this word, how long was this word, how many consonants they have. And sorry. I mean, sorry. Perdón. Perdona. Perdón. Yeah. I, like what? What? I was, uh, that was big obstacle. And how you say that in the, in the, in the street, I was like, I need to take so a big breath to get <laughs> all the entschuldigung. air. Entschuldigung. Yeah. And the people say like so quickly, like, entschuldigung. Like, what? Or they, or they just say like, entschuldigung. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, My God. I remember one time I was uh, I was in Munich, like near the near the the city center, and there was a group of American tourists passing by me. 
but I didn't know that they were American yet. <laughs> I kind of just, I found that out later, but they were walking past and I bumped into one of the girls in the group by accident and we turned to each other, two Americans in Munich and went, Churigong. No. <laughs> <laughs> And then they walked off and I heard them talking. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, wow. Uh, but Anna, this is this has been such an excellent pleasure to have you on here and to, to really like exercise my mind and my thinking and to give us a bit, you know, insight into your, your, your craft and your, your accolades and your journey as an immigrant and just personally, I would love to say thank you so much for writing in and like reminding me that you're here because you're amazing. Oh, thank you. No, I'm really glad to to know you. I mean, to know Mo for first time and to see you again or talk with you. I mean, you're so a great nice. artist and keep it. Uh, keep coming from you, funk. coming from you, that means a lot. Yeah, no, you're, you're amazing. Insane. I mean. <laughs> let's say we are amazing we're amazing <laughs> no it's nice to have friends and it's nice to to know now a new friend maybe and mm-hmm. um, yeah and I, I think good good thing about all of these art things or whatever is like getting contacts getting close to nice people that's a really important thing that's helped me a lot moving here yeah. in germany being around nice people um, and yeah, that's important. Definitely. And I'm sure that, I mean, your podcast um, makes the life um, better. So I'm... Now I hope that you're that on it. it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I did my homework. I, I already listened to some of them. <laughs> the past one. Just, just as a, a personal question, did you, did you, when you researched the show, did you listen to any of the ones that had guests or just the recent episodes? No, I... A little of, of everything. I heard, for example, this one with the designer from Brazilian. Like the Ah uh, Guy. Yeah, Guy, really nice. And also Eileen and another one that I don't remember. Yeah, because uh, the podcast oh, is cool. it's a great thing that you can like oh, okay, let's have a look. And because I have I need so much time to get to my studio. So sometimes mm. I put you, your podcast. Oh, and that's I, so nice. And I drive to bike and, and it doesn't matter if I don't have time every week. I know they are there and they are in a way a temporal or it's like being in a bar and we don't have a bars anymore. So no. Yeah, there's no bars, right? No. So this is kind of like I saw I saw a funny picture of a guy like there was a, a guy who bought like a toy for his kid and on the cover of the box for the toy was like three people sitting together laughing at something like <laughs> and then and then he took a picture of himself just next to the box like just next to the people in the picture like <laughs> laughing with them and it was like me when i listen to podcasts <laughs> oh yeah but it is isn't it yeah. I, what it should be like yeah. like listeners yeah. sh- should should feel like they obviously they cannot take part live uh, unless you do a live show but um they, they still feel like feel they're, like in they're the room. part of the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so true. And yeah. regarding oh, the show, <laughs> and I think you definitely need to come back at some point because I want to know more about Sensi and the, the progress with your oh, with yeah. your weather forecast. Oh, yeah. that that I, I will let you know. And um, we are planning to do a website that you can request for, for a sentence if you... 
you will not need any more a weather app because you will have Tensi. So, and she will give you a sentence and you can then for you by yourself interpret and then know, okay, it will rain or not or yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We have yeah, we have to bring you back and talk more about that. Nice. And we're going to put we're going to put the links to um your website into the into the description and if there's anything else that you want us to promote just just send me a text and we can put it into the promotion. Great. Um if there's any if there's nothing left uh from you Moritz then I think I will wrap it up here. Nice. There's only one thing I al al always uh, already wanted to tell you Jordan last week or ask you but I forgot did you listen to the new Weezer album by chance <laughs> I haven't I haven't okay but, but do you like in, it in Have general you are you you know are you a Weezer fan or do you feel the this kind of Weezer vibe they, they had through the years I love the Weezer vibe but I can't say that I've listened to every song that I'm a huge fan, but I, okay. I definitely have no issues with Weezer. Because what I really like about this band and why some argue that they are um, a much greater band than many people think is that they they try so many things over, over the years and, and through the albums, but they, they still manage to keep this Weezer vibe like we just mentioned. And the new ones is, yeah. is pretty poppy and um, a lot of strings and and um easy harmonies but it's this it's a kind of yeah kind of a refreshing soundtrack when you're fucked up by by lockdown they also <laughs> um feature th those corona topics in, in some in some texts and i really really like it you should listen to the song playing my piano it's great let me see what the name of the new album is okay called. human i guess yeah okay human Okay, human. That's right. Okay, human. Okay, I just looked it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out after the show. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much, Anna. And I'll thank just say um, for everyone uh, still with us here at the end. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you guys mean a lot to us. And again, wherever you're listening, please go to iTunes. Give us a, a rating or a review or a comment. It really, 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 really helps new people find us way more than you'd expect. It's crazy how much that helps please go do that if you can or if you'd like to financially support the show you can also go to patreon.com slash jordan prince and there you can help fund uh, new programs like this we want to get into live streaming and video podcasting and new equipment so all that stuff helps out so much otherwise thank you anna so much for being with us it's been an, an absolute pleasure and i would say that we should end this all together with a countdown from three to from three to one and then we can all just stop recording all together. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. Okay. So all together, we're going to stop recording. Thank you for listening. In three, <laughs> Tres, two, dos, one. one. Go. Look out, baby. The saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.